In Jesus' name, we are praying. Praise the Lord. Shall we be seated? Hallelujah! Amen. Can we have that kiss? About two weeks ago, the Lord gave me this message while we were listening to our father and the Lord preach. And I'm like, what am I going to give? What title does the Lord want this to be? Amen. Can we pause it for a minute? What title do we want this message to be, Lord? And I've been thinking about it since then. Sorry for that break. But to the glory of God yesterday evening, he just gave me the title. I know what the, 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 the scripture says about the story, and the Lord has given us a message before on this particular uh, parable. But then, I did not actually realize the message that God wanted us to bring out of it. But thank God that He has made it clear. Now, can we have that key? Let it be loud so that everyone can hear. Let's begin from the beginning. Lying there had been sick for 38 years. 
on those churches, lay people that were what? Blind, lame, withered. That is the condition of almost everybody. Blind, lame, withered. Blind to the things of the world. If you are a child of God, lame. Spiritually, stagnancy. You are not moving. You have been stagnant, withered. Because those hands have not been productive. You are working, but not anything to show for it. They were there, waiting for what? Go to verse 4. What were they waiting for? They were waiting for an angel to come down and touch the water. After dropping of the water, the first person that stayed in there would get healing. Verse 5. Six. 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 Seven. That man had been there for how many years? Thirty-eight years. He had been lying down for thirty-eight years, waiting for somebody to help him. That is the state of a lot of people today. They are born again, but they are waiting for somebody to help them. They are waiting for an uncle that is related to the service of their faith. Amen. This is an incredible story of God's deliverance. The pool of Bethsaida was a very religious place where crowds of people gathered to be healed. They understand exactly how it works. Everyone waited around the pool, and when the water was troubled, the first one to enter it was killed. This was the scene, year in, year out, year in, year out. And this man waited by the pool for how many years? 38 years. Only God knows the number of years the others were there. For it could not be the purpose to enter. Why? Because he was what? He was bedridden. He could not move. Now look at what that verse was says. The people were what? They were blind. They were withered. They were lame. So it's a survival of who? Of the fitted. It's a survival of who had his or people there with him or her to help them into the pool. Amen. Amen. So that was the, the thing for that something years that, that, that this man had been there. It was the same thing over and over again. From this story, I'm going to bring that about 9 or 10 points, quickly. Number one, for the fool to be scared by an angel was not the work of, it, of one person. That means that God would always come down for healing of his people. That means that the presence of God would always be felt at the point in time. Now it is dependent upon them to be sensitive to when God wants to move. Whose problem was? It was not the problem of God, brethren. It was the problem of the people. Number one. They began to believe that this was the only way God could move in their life. It is all that they had ever seen. That was their first thing, the first point. I want you to understand. They believed that the only way they could get their healing was for angel to come down and stare the water and they be the first one to jump into the water. That has been their life all around. All along, I'm sorry. That is the first point 
It was obviously not God's problem. It was their own problem. Because that was the way that they felt God was going to touch them by the fearing of the water by an angel. Amen. Amen. Number two, this man had been bound for 38 years thinking that somebody was going to come one day and help him to jump into that water. For, for 38 years, he sat down listening and hoping that somebody would come and help him. And day in, day out, time was passing by. For 38 years, you have been coming to church hoping that somebody, somebody, someday, somebody would touch and say, Sister, I have a job for you. What are you doing to better your life? Waiting? Waiting on man? Look at that kid. That lady said, Mr. and Mrs. Olady, no, I don't have anybody. But unfortunately, time would have passed by so many people before they realized that they don't have anybody. They would have first valuable time waiting for somebody when actually there is what? There is nobody. Waiting for the staring of the water. This man thought that he knew everything about God. I, I know the way God works now. I know the way healing power works. I have seen it several times. When God wants to visit, I feel it, I know. He's like, he, was, he had already become too familiar with God. I know the way God works. He has sort of put God in a corner. And it's like, I can only be healed when I'm put inside that water. His faith was in that water. His faith was in him getting, getting into that water. Compared to that in Mark chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood. The woman said, no one had ever said that before. Nobody had ever said that before. Not everybody wanted God to do what? To touch them. But the woman said, if only I can touch the helm of his garment. Every other person wanted God to see them or touch them or speak to their station. But the woman said, no, this is, not, this is enough for me. Just let me go on, do what? Touch the helm of his garment. A lot of people have missed their miracle. Why? Because they have put God into a corner and they have made up their minds the way they want to become. A woman looking for a husband thinks that the only way she can get the husband is when he's introduced to a man. She may not understand that that is not the way God wants her to do it. How it might be that she needs to go out there and begin to distribute trash. That's how she's going to meet her husband. From sitting down, making up, making up her face every day, going out to parties, maybe I'll be with somebody. Maybe at that party, I will meet a guy. That's why every day God is going to work for you. That man sat there for that year, thinking that God is going to come, there the water, and I will jump into the water. Whose problem was that? Is it God's problem? No. When we put God in a corner, when we dictate to God how He wants Him to treat us, that is why most people are still where they are today. Amen. Amen. A sister was standing with me some time ago. She's here on the student visa, and her visa, I think, I don't know that it's still valid anyway. But she was all the while thinking that she was going to get married here, and uh fiancé or fear whatever who fight for her. But that probably is not the way God wants her to move. Now, she has met this missionary woman who has offered her a church in one of the African countries and American government now through that church who fight for her. How is that she's going to get her own say in this country? Not through a marriage. Not through her supposed to be boy, uh, 
what time to be, but through a missionary, through a church, she's going to work for them in their school in West Africa, and they will fight for her after a year. You see, when you give God a free reign in your life and stop depending on people, He's going to move. Amen. Amen. That man has seen it. That's the number two point. He was born by years of wrong thinking. Born by years of what? Wrong thinking. He doesn't know anything about God. The water moves, so many people get in there and they are healed. That is how it works. He doesn't even have an idea of that God can do it in a new way. In Islam, you don't get healed without getting wet. What, a, what an irony. Number three. The third point. He had it all figured out. So he was prepared for the answer to give Jesus Christ. He knew exactly why he could not get killed. He knew exactly why it was not for him to have gotten him all this year. Because he did not have anybody to help him to the water in his mind. That was, that was what a radical reason. In his mind, he was right. Most of the time, as children of God, we have it all worked out, thinking that we are justified in what we are thinking. Uh-huh. It's only a mean, a mean. There is no one way to rule. There is no one way with God. There is no one way to the things of God. Is God one that there is only one way? No. He is God. He is diverse. He is unchangeable. Yes, He changes things. He is unchangeable. Yes, He is a God of order. He is unchangeable. Yes, because of you, He can make protocol to stand still. But if you put Him in a corner and say, ah, uh-uh, I know that it is because I don't have somebody to help me. That is why I am not yet a senator. No! It is because I don't have anybody to give me visa to America. That is why I am not making a headway in life. No! It is because I am in Nigeria. No! I was, I, I was talking to somebody, maybe this year, and this person believes that until he gets to America, he's never going to make it in life. That is the way he's thinking, forgetting that God has a plan and a purpose for him. Your plan and my plan, they don't have to be the same. When we stand by our plans, when we stand by our idea about God, He makes man to do what? To tarry for a long time. He makes man to do what? To waste time for a long time. When Saul and Father Sabbath, we are looking for the ark. In 1 Samuel chapter 14, 15, 16, they started going around the neighborhood to look for that ark. They traveled three days and they did not find it. All still the servant said, Ah, my master, there is a man of God here. Let us go and ask him. When Samuel got to the house of Jesse, he saw Elia the first child. He said, Ah, this must be the king because of his stature. Is that the way God works? No! It makes man to waste time, valuable time, when you think that you already know the answer to your problem. If you know the answer to your problem, then go after that answer and stop praying. If you know the solution to your problem, go after that and stop abandoning God, brethren. Amen. Amen. Look at that answer, verse 7. The important one answer, Sir, I have no man. 
Hallelujah. That's not the third point. I have no man to help. And someone else gets always getting their phone. He put his entire faith for a miracle to the hands of a man. You can make that a number three. He put his entire faith of a miracle. He put his entire miracle to the hands of a man without allowing his faith to rest upon God, the unchangeable changer. Jeremiah 17 5. Quickly, Jeremiah 17 5. He has forgotten that when you put your faith and your hope in a man, a man most of the time will disappoint you because he's not, he's not a human being like you. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17 5, God be he that put his trust and faith in a man. I want you to put it up so that we can all read it together. Jeremiah 17 5. Thus so says the Lord, God be the man that trusted Amen. God be the man that put his trust in men. What can a mere mortal do for you, brethren? He himself does not own his own life. The very bread that he's breathing, he does, cannot lay claim to that bread. So how can he? How can he be the one you are trusting? How can he be the one you are relying on for help? The man said, I have no man. That was why he missed it. He was, because he was expecting somebody to go out of their way and help him. He did not even make an attempt to help himself. He could have been maybe today, move a little bit to the pool, towards the pool. Tomorrow, move a little bit. The Bible says every year, right? So if he had been trying to move for 38 years, he would have literally gone to the edge of the pool. He would have literally gone to, to the edge of the pool in 38 years. But he just sat down there, wetting away, withering away, deadening on the statue. Proverbs was not going like on the statue. People who are supposed to have help, nobody will have them. Life could have thought, nobody touching them. Where could have gone to? What he could have become? Stagnant for 38 years. Because he believed he did not have a body, somebody to help him. Number four. He had been sitting down there for decades thinking the only way he could get what God wanted for him was for a man to help him. I have no man in the club many today. I don't have a man. Nobody likes me. My father don't like me. My mother. That is the crowd of people today. When they are dying in situation and they are asking for help, they are looking unto God for help. But instead of them putting all the eggs in one basket, looking unto God, it is a myth. It is, it is not a good proverb that you don't put all your eggs with God. Put all your eggs in one basket. Put all your eggs there in one basket with God. With man, you cannot do that. But with God, everything, everything, put it together. I was talking to somebody during the week who was seriously sick this way. Her left was supposed to have been amputated because she had diabetes and she had a wound that was not healing. She said, the doctor told her that they were going to amputate the leg. But God intervened. And I, I'm sure that by today, she has been what? Discharged. When I saw the picture of that leg myself, I felt extremely bad. 
I was afraid. I was what? I was afraid because a little bit of person that I know that the end result of that thing cannot be good. Because the leg was. But God intervened. Why? Because she put all her eggs in one basket. Tied her faith to the faith of God. Tied her faith to Jesus Christ and God came, forth, came through for her. Amen. Amen. From this story, the fifth lesson. We must refuse to let the failures of all that impact our relationship with God. Because this man, he don't have anybody to help him, his relationship to God was almost in fact. Go to verse 6 again. John 5, verse 6. Six. Jesus Christ go to the man and said, Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Because he was looking for an angel. Because he was looking for the rumbling of the water. Because he was looking at the water, he did not even recognize the person standing in front of him. Because of what men are going through today, they allow that to impact their relationship with God. If not, why did he say, I have no man to answer me, to help me? Jesus Christ told him, and he knew that he had been there for a long time, that would not be made for, ordinarily his answer would have been what? Yes, but it's not storytelling. Because he was now discouraged, because he was not disenfranchised from God, because now he does not think that God can help him anymore. Because he does not think that his healing can come without him getting into the water. Amen. Many are times with men meet their miracles. Why? Because where they are looking at is not where God is going to answer their, their prayers. Amen. In this days of modern technology, a lot of women now have children. Hallelujah. Through modern technology. But God, those days, there are people, couples that have died childless because they are still expecting that God is going to come forth for them in the old and traditional way. Right now, I know somebody that talked to her last week. She still thinks it's been for more than 10 years. She does not even want to consider it yet. Ah, sister, see, you cannot continue this way. He said, I have money. I don't, I don't get me wrong. You can believe God. Remember this God that has given them the ability to make that invention. He gave them the idea and he perfected it. When you, read, when you think that God is only one, God is not one way. He is not like a robot. God this way, you cannot talk to the right. No! God can appear to you in so many ways. He can answer your, your prayers in so many ways. And if you don't answer it in one particular way, people get discouraged. People get, they, they get discouraged, they get angry, they allow that to impact their relationship with God. It is sad to see how many people have fallen away from God because of what someone else has done for them. Because people have failed them. This man is now disenfranchised from Christ. He is now so bitter that he has forgotten that it is God that is going to heal him. He is still thinking, I said, see, look at this, I have no man. He is still waiting for a man. So he's not angry with 
with his family members, with his friends who are not helping him. Ah. Don't look at your friend or your people. Look unto God to help you. Amen. Number six first. You don't need the approval of men or the permission of anyone to be successful. He doesn't need any man to help him to get to the pool. He could be dragging himself day by day, day by day, until he gets to the edge of the pool. But he was waiting for a man. Brethren, some of the most successful people on earth who have ever lived, they don't owe their credit to anybody. They don't owe, owe what? They are subject to anybody. People that are successful, most of the time, they don't owe to anybody but to God. First Samuel chapter 17 or 18. In the story of David and Goliath, who had David? Who was there to help David? Who had an army? Who had, nobody was there. There was no man to help him, but God was there to help him. And he was successful. He was able to, de- to, to destroy Goliath. He, he destroyed Goliath and every plan that Goliath had for his life. Because he stood by God. When Elijah called God down fire from heaven on Mount Carmel, who was there to help him? Was it not only him? It was only him. Brethren, when you don't look unto man for help, but you depend upon God, God will orchestrate a man to help you. The man will help you without him knowing that he's even helping you. He will make things to do what? To work out for your good when you trust. Don't say, I have, I have no man. That lady said, my name is Colerini. I don't have anybody, but I have God. I don't have any man, but I have God. I don't have any mother, but I have God. Because men will disappoint you. Men will leave you by the wayside. Men will leave you hanging dry. But God will never leave. He has told us in Isaiah chapter 54 and 64. He said, I will never leave, nor forsake you. A lot of people have lost their miracle because they are looking unto man. When Joseph was sold into slavery, who was there to help him? Nobody. He depended upon who? God. Amen. Even Daniel, in the book of Daniel, when they got to the land of Babylon, who was there to help him? Nobody. Remember, God is always available. Don't, don't follow the slogan, I don't have anybody to help me. But if you depend upon God, man's help will be second place. Let me get something clear to us this morning. God will use man to help you. But it is God that will do for them, will get the man to help you. Not that you will get the man to help you. But God will get a man to help you. He is the God of man. Not the, he is the God of man. The Bible says that the heart of who? The heart of kings and queens that we are in his hands. He can stand anywhere that he likes. He will make a man to help you. When a man's way pleases the Lord, he will make him to stand where before kings are not mean men. You cannot stand before a king on your own accord. But when your way pleases God, when you put all your faith in him, he will make you to stand before a king. No matter what. The king will look for something that you, are, you will be the only one to provide. The king will be in need of something that you will be the only one to provide for him. Joseph was the only one that could interpret the dream of Pharaoh. Because God wanted to promote Joseph. No other person could do it. The things that Joseph had, 
needed Pharaoh to be fulfilled, right? But how could Joseph get to Pharaoh unless God orchestrated it? Can you see? Joseph told the other man, is it the butler or the baker, that when you get to the king, go, remember me. See? He depended upon who? Man. But that was forgotten immediately got to the palace. Until two years later, this Pharaoh had a dream and had to call Joseph. Because it is the way God wanted it to be. That was nothing but total dependence upon God. When Joseph did not depend upon God and depended upon man, man failed him. For two years, he was still in that prison. Until God, in his infinite mercy, remembered Joseph. Let your program be today, I have no man. I don't have man, but I have the God of man. I don't have a grandfather, but I have God the Father. Amen. God can use anybody. Number seven. I'm still rounding up. God may use many people to come along and help you during the course of your life. But ultimately, your faith must rest in God. If that man's faith had rested in God, I'm sure he would have been healed before that time. But he wasted 38 years. 38 years by the pool. And if you look at that story very well, that man could not have been 38 years old. He was older than 38. He was much older. The Bible said he was out by the pool for 38 years. For him to get to the pool side, he must have been at least 5 years old. Because the person who just have realized that he was sick because he was probably more than a baby. So he has wasted over 40 years of his life. Waiting for a man. This little man at the pool almost missed out of his miracle because he was waiting for a man. Amen. He was so commissioned to believe that his help can only come from man. His faith was not on God. Are you here this morning saying, I have no man? Yes. Let that be your motto. I don't have a man, but I have the God of man. I have God that created me in his image and in his likeness. Men have not created God in their own image and likeness. Men have created God in their image and their likeness. See, we have created this around. That is what happened to that man. He created God in his own image and in his likeness. In the image of an angel coming to the pool to see the pool and then him jumping in there. That is what he thinks God is like. Unfortunately, Many of us are in that position. Many of us are there waiting for the angel to come and steer the pool. Jesus set that man free because of his mercy. Jesus was there for that man, number eight, because of his mercy. Jesus set him free from his little religious prison with one statement. Rise, take up your bed and walk. He used nothing this man was familiar with. No man, no angel, no food, no water. Just Jesus and a miracle. He has never seen anything like that before. When Jesus enters the picture, the fact does not matter. Jesus Christ used what the man was not familiar with. The man was used to an angel. A water, sorry, a pool of water. Staring, movement, but Jesus Christ came in and everything that the man thought was going to work for him did not work. 
Jesus Christ is the miracle working God. God can do a new thing for you without anyone else being involved. Too many people are waiting around for someone to do something for them. Give them a break or give them a job or give them an anointing. A social touch from the pastor will make a difference in their life. Ah, brethren, you can come to church and the pastor will not even know that you are there and you get your miracle. You can go in front of the general university and you may not even know that you are there and you get some cues. I remember years ago that um, I watched one of the religious messages. He was just preaching. He was delivering the word of God. And this boy that had been paralyzed for over maybe 10, 12 years, the story was that that boy was hit by straight bullets from one policeman in Adjoetiti. And he became wheelchair bound, wheelchair reading. He could not walk. You would not believe what happened. And that the was praying. He was not laying hands. He was not doing He was just reaching. This boy, the power of God touched him and he got up on that wheelchair. The whole of children busted into Hallelujah, Hallelujah. It was the mother that came to the said, Nobody touched him. Don't, if a lot of people have missed their reputation because they are expecting that the field is not there, the pastor will lay out on them, they are anointing us. No! When you come before God, expect Him to touch you in whatever way He did speak. Expect a miracle at every point in time. Why? Because you are not expecting a miracle. Don't depend upon people helping you. Don't depend upon the dependent people up there. We don't pray today for experience. When you pray for experience, it's going to make a difference in your life. You will be stuck anyhow, anywhere. For people to see and know that they have touched you. The most important thing is the physical manifestation of that touch. It does not matter how, when, or where. Maybe last two months ago, this girl, lady, was sitting in her career and she killed people. It was all over the social media. It went viral. She was not, she just stood by that man that had been his people. She just had you can't somebody video this. She just began just just quick. I mean, start the blood of Jesus. And that man still is working. He's caught him. Through the way the fortune, because what was he doing? He was just a bachelor. If that man had been waiting for a pastor, a preacher, to come and talk to him, he would have moved this. He would have got me in. That girl was not a pastor. She's not a worker in redeemed church. She's not an apprentice in a salary shop. She does not have nobody. But she has God who is able to do anything. To anybody to do anything at any point in time. As long as you are using. If that for the mercy of Christ, the life of that man by the truth, do that with you. Brethren, Anytime you are in the presence of God, either in your home, in a church, in a wherever, remember Jesus does not have to go by your own standard or by your own laid down principle. He can move anyhow. Forget about man helping you. Just focus on who? God. When you put him in a corner, then you are signed out with hands that you can only heal me when I take my medication. So without medication, there is no healing. Is that what, that's what the person is saying. The man said, without me using that water, there is no healing for me. Don't be dogmatic. God is 
wonderful and is very humorous. He is a God that cannot joke with his name. Whatever you need today, number nine points, Jesus can do it for you. The key to your breakthrough is within your reach. Change your thinking from I just have a man to I just need a man. You don't need anyone's permission to be successful or blessed or fruitful in life. You only need God. Who do you need, brethren? God. Who do you need, sister? God. Who do I need? God. To make a difference in our life. The book of Mark chapter 10. Somebody of blind Bartimaeus. If blind Bartimaeus had depended upon man, he would have missed his blessing. He would have missed his miracle. He cried out as he wrote, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many want him to be quiet. But he cried out all the same. He did not listen to man. He wanted Christ to do what to help him. Man tried to tell him it does not, it cannot work. Man will tell you it cannot work. Man will tell you you don't do it that way. That is not the way it is done in here. That is not the way you do it. But if God is something to do it that way, brethren, please, you don't need any man to tell you how to function as a relationship with God. You don't need any man to tell you or tell you, guide you your relationship with God. It is between you and Him. The attitude of blind materials was like, you know what, it's between me and Jesus. Let me call him. You don't have to put, don't put your mouth there. I don't need you to teach me how to live my life as a child of God. I need God to direct me and not have my footsteps. You don't need any man to succeed in life. You, who do you need? Jesus. Who do you need? Jesus. The Holy Spirit is telling you and guiding you. Blind materials would have missed it. He would admit it by his wisdom. Brethren, today, who have you been depending upon? Christ the crucified or man? Jesus the miracle worker or your pastor? Who have you anchored your life on? Who is the last one present in your life, financing your plane, driving your vehicle? Is it man or God? Today, brethren, I want to leave you with this passing word. One of the greatest improvements in this new era is that the covenant is with Jesus, that Jesus Christ has made the way for everyone to, be, to see God. Is that Jesus has made the way to God for anyone and everyone. Jesus has made the way. He has the, 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 the veil in the temple turned to so that you and I can do what? Have access to the throne. You don't need a man. None of them shall teach. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 11 says, None of them shall teach his neighbor, and none his brother saying, Know the Lord for all, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. Because Christ has made available for each and every one of us to know who? To know God. You can go boldly. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Please put it up. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. You can go boldly. Hebrews 4 16. As I round up. Hebrews 4 16. Hebrews 4 16. Let us therefore. No. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find 
time of need. Is it another somebody to man? No. Let us come boldly under the throne of grace. Now, come boldly to the throne of grace without anybody assisting you or helping you. Because you don't need any man. Refuse to leave your future in the hands of someone else who may or may not come through for you. Jesus has always come through for you. You don't need a man. Jesus is all that you need. He is our all in all. He is our all, our Alpha and our Omega. The man said, I have no man. Let that be your standard as from today that I don't have a man to help me, but I have the God of man. I don't have a Godfather, but I have God the Father to help me and see me through and pardon me through these storms of life. We will not be taken over by this. So we have promised us that when we pass through the water, we are not going to drown or through the fire. Do not burn up. Remember the three Hebrew boys in the fiery forest. We are their close ones. No! It is not even smell of fire. Why? Because the first man in the fiery forest was with them. The Son of God was there, was with them. Man will leave you in the fiery forest. Man will leave you in the, in the storms of life. Man will leave you in the water for you to drown. But Jesus will never leave you. Let's stand to our feet. You want to tell God that, Father, forgive me today in every way that I've ever depended upon man. Forgive me today for ever depending upon man to see me through. Lord Almighty, forgive me today for all the times I have set my trust in man. Father, forgive me, shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, please, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me today forever depending upon man. Father, forgive me today forever putting my trust in man. Let me know that from today, brother. I have nobody, Lord. I don't have anyone. I don't have anyone. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Father, you are the only one 